everybody. Welcome back to Tapping This Week. I am Deborah Dondelinger, and today we are talking and tapping about trauma in politics, or trauma and politics, or trauma and the election. Yeah, so obviously this is going to be very U.S.-based, and my apologies to those of you listening outside of the States, but it... um, We're going through a lot right now, and I wanted to talk about the idea of what makes something a traumatic event and why people might be feeling more triggered now as we get closer to the election. So in my training, I have been taught that there are four elements that make something have a traumatic imprint on us. We can have a lot of things happen to us that we can just deal with and process, and it doesn't have any lingering negative effects. But when an, an event has more than one of these elements, it can end up having a lasting impact on our nervous system. And yes, of course, tapping can undo that negative impact. So what makes something have a traumatic impact is that it is an event that is sudden or unexpected or dramatic. So it sort of comes out of the blue. We, we're not prepared for it. So that's one characteristic of a traumatic event. The next characteristic is that we feel alone or disconnected. Now we might be with other people, but we have a sense of isolation or the event itself is isolating and isolates us. So something that happens where it doesn't happen to other people or something that happens and we are disconnected from people. The third um, aspect of a traumatic event is that it's something that's important to you. It's important to a value of yours or a belief or um, that affects something in your life that has value to you. And then the last element that can make something be a traumatic event is that we feel um, powerless or we feel under-resourced. And once again, we can be coming into the event feeling that way and then the traumatic event just um, exaggerates that or the event makes us feel powerless and under-resourced. So four aspects to an event. So something happens, we weren't prepared, it's important to us and we can't, we don't have the internal and external resources to deal with it. So last week was the uh, first debate between the two president contenders in the States, and I did not watch the debate. And what was interesting is that before the the debate was going to come on about an hour, I was really, really upset. I was sad, I was triggered, and I knew that watching the debate would be doing emotional damage to myself. And I I talked to a couple people and I got some um, support for not watching it. So I did some tapping on what was bothering me, and I just was having, um, not not a flashback, but I had these two scenes in my head from 2016. And the two scenes in my head from 2016 were one of the debates where Clinton and Trump were on the stage, and he was sort of physically stalking her. And, and that was upsetting, but it, it was really the second scene that I hadn't processed, and that was waking up the morning after the election and discovering that Trump had won and feeling absolute disbelief and feeling crushed. Now, obviously, if you are a Trump supporter, you wouldn't relate to this feeling. uh, And that's not the point here. The point is that Clinton being elected had a lot of value for me. I wanted to see a female president. I did not expect her to lose because I didn't see how Trump would have the credentials to win. And so there are a lot of events that a lot of aspects of the traumatic event that, that played into it. So I did a lot of work around Trump being a sexual predator and feeling victimized as a female with the history that I have around sexual abuse. And I thought I was over it. But what happens when we come to an anniversary event is that unresolved aspects of the first event can show up for us. And the debate 
reminded me of seeing the debate four years ago and, and triggered me. Now, luckily, I tapped in just a few minutes and I've resolved it pretty quickly. So if you're noticing that you're feeling triggered, that is a really good invitation to do some tapping. But what happens when you're not so aware of being triggered? A lot of people are walking around right now feeling angry, feeling defensive, feeling opinionated, feeling alone, and they don't recognize that that actually can be tied to events in the past that have upset us that we haven't quite processed. And that's why I love tapping, because we don't need a therapist, we can do it ourselves, and it works with our nervous system, and it produces lasting change. And the last thing I want to say before we tap is I want you to imagine there's an idea of the rain barrel, the immunity rain barrel. So you imagine you have a rain barrel that gets filled up. And when you, um, it's often used in the in the world of, of toxicity, talking about if you have a toxic overload in your system, if like one little thing will set you over the edge. But you also can have a rain barrel, an emotional rain barrel. And consider this your emotional resiliency, your emotional reserves. And if we've been chucking things in this rain barrel to deal with later, all of a sudden it's overflowing and we don't have any capacity to handle things. So tapping proactively or when you're not triggered is a really good way to empty that rain barrel so that you have more flexibility, more resilience when something happens in real time that you need to respond to. So why am I talking about politics and trauma or the election and trauma? If you think about the news cycle, the news cycle is geared towards stimulating us, giving us bad news to catch our attention. We wouldn't notice the news unless it was something that we cared about. And they're always delivering the next shock, the next shock, the next shock. So the way the news cycle works, especially the auditory and visual news, is they have elements of creating a traumatic event or having a traumatic impact on us. And that's why many of us don't even watch the news or listen, because it really is, um, we know that it's going to assault our nervous system. So notice whether this past week, (laughs) I'm going to laugh at this question, have you felt triggered or sad or overwhelmed or alone or disconnected? And we haven't talked about the fact that we still are all dealing with the the virus and the pandemic worldwide. And we're about seven months in, I think it was March 11th, that the World Health Organization declared the pandemic a pandemic. And there was a Twitter feed I was reading I do not have the source, but it was a man who, who works with natural disasters. And he was saying that we hit a wall around six months in, that he's seen that when he works with natural disasters, and the wall lasts about three to four weeks, and people are, they're tired, they're tired of having to cope with it, it feels like the, the end is not, there's no end in sight. And it's a phenomenon that he's seen repeatedly in different disasters. But the difference here in our case is that there's no, we can't escape the disaster. There's no place we can go where we can get away from this pandemic. And that is exhausting. So while it might not be traumatic, like the, the big trauma that I mentioned with those four aspects, it is wearing to have to be continually readjusting and changing course. And, and um, we're so adaptable. I mean, look at what you've already adapted to, but it takes a toll on us. So we have traumatic aspects showing up and we have fatigue. So yeah, so what do we do with that? We're going to do some tapping right now. So just think about how you're feeling, how sad or angry or not concerned or detached, just check in with where you are. And what's coming up for me is the feeling of disappointment. 
I am utterly, thoroughly disgusted and disappointed by all of the energy put into to Trump's presidency, his behavior, um, the chaos that has shown up, and just the ripples of discord flowing through our communities. So on the side of the hand, as I notice I'm feeling despair and discouraged and just beaten down, there's a lot going on right now. I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Hmm, nice breath there, yeah. As I notice that I've been feeling overstimulated and under-resourced, I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. As I notice that I'm still incredibly disappointed, so disappointed that we've yet to have a female president And instead, we have a sexist, materialistic white male. I deeply and completely accept how I feel anyway. Moving through the points, I begin on the eyebrow. Realizing how much the 2016 election disappointed me. Side of the eye. I can't believe it's been four years already. Under the eye. I can't believe how much has happened in four years. Under the nose, it feels like a dream. Chin point, it feels like a nightmare. Collarbone. On one hand, it's gone by very quickly. And on another hand, there's been so much undone to the things I care about. I can't process it all. top of the head. (sighs) Reliving these past four years. Okay, good. Stop there. Relax your hand. Gentle breath. So there's another reason why you might be noticing that you're feeling more emotional. And I learned this when I worked on a suicide hotline, suicide prevention hotline. They said, I was taught that when somebody is coming out of the depression, that's when they have the energy to actually follow through on the suicide attempt or the suicide. And when we get closer to the end of something, it's when we can actually process how painful it's been. So as we get closer to the, to the possibility that we might have a different president elected in a month, it's like we can finally realize how bad we have been feeling about the current president because there's hope in sight that there'll be a change. When we're in the middle of it all, we just sort of had to like <laughs> just do what we could and just keep just keep on, you know, one step at a time. So when you think about the fact that things could change in a month and we might no longer have the current president as our president, what do you notice? There is still a huge wounding around in the, among the Democratic Party that they thought they had their election. Um, and then to be so disappointed when they lost to Trump, like that is just this mortal wounding. And I see people not wanting to 
believe the polls. <clears throat> Obviously, things can change based on how people vote. But people are like being, they don't want to jinx themselves. Yeah. So it's this interesting mixture of hope, wanting a president that's going to bring some sanity back to our government and start to join, like build a more of a sense of, of pride for all of us, not the separatist um, policies that our current president has. So hope for a better president. A little bit of cons- like, oh, I don't want to jinx it. Almost like closing my eyes so I don't have to see what the outcome is. And then just realizing the weight of the past four years. Side of the hand. So as I notice how heavy these past four years feel, I deeply and completely accept myself. As I notice that part of me stopped breathing these past four years. And it feels like our country got terribly off course. I deeply and completely accept myself. As I notice all the agitation inside of me and in the communities around me, I deeply and completely respect how I feel. Moving through the points on the eyebrow, this agitation inside of me, side of the eye, this agitation around me, under the eye. People are arguing all the time under the nose. People are so opinionated. Shin point. People are so dug in. Collarbone. How are we going to turn this ship around? Hmm. This sense of despair. Top of the head. This sense of agitation. Good. Stop there. Another gentle breath. So as you're tapping on the despair and the agitation, notice as that settles, if you can notice hope starting to creep in. And what happens when we tap is we get ideas start to show up. So one idea that's been showing up for me as I'm tapping is all the people who have gotten involved, all the young people who've gotten involved, the level of awareness and, and, and engagement with our political system in the U.S. has just it is dramatically expanded in the last four years. Look at the Me Too movement. Look at the um, racial justice protests and uprisings. Look at the level of awareness around racial, systemic racial issues. We have, it's like we've taken the curtains down. The sun is shining in and showing us all the dust, all the places that need to be cleaned up and tidied up. So there is hope, but we're still in the middle of this wrestling for our country to become a more inclusive and competent country. Hmm. So notice how much how hope you much hope you feel. Yeah, and just sort of nurture that hope and tend to it a little bit. I am um, part of a letter writing campaign to, sponsored by Vote Forward. It's a really fascinating organization. They did research looking at the impact of, of handwritten letters to prospective voters, and it actually increased the letters increased voter turnout by three to four percent. They set a goal of 10 million letters to be handwritten and mailed by volunteers across the country, and they reached that goal. 10 
million letters are being mailed out on October 17th to voters, prospective voters across the country, sharing why uh, why I vote, why the why we vote, and encouraging people to vote as well. The the other plus side of that is that means there are 10 million first-class stamps bought that would definitely boost the post office budget, that's for sure. Hmm. So that's my tiny glimmer of hope that I'm holding on to, that I'm part of this bigger organization that's making change. And I'm being very kind and compassionate with myself, noticing when I feel sad, when I feel overwhelmed. I don't always have to take on the the weight of the world's problems. I can just focus on something a little bit closer to my circle. So look for whether you've been out of sorts. You might not recognize it as trauma, but perhaps it's tied to something that you haven't processed. Maybe sit with yourself and say, okay, what's bothering me? And, And write a list out and do some tapping on each thing on that list. Or if you're particularly angered or triggered by something you see or read, pause, do some tapping, and you might find an earlier memory comes up that's related to that current trigger, and tapping can help you clear both of those. Okay, thanks for listening. And I wanted to tell you, um, I'm doing a video series with a friend and colleague, Sunday Cote, and you can find it on my website, on YouTube, on Facebook. And we tap for about 10, 15 minutes, and then she does a spiritual practice, like an intention setting or meditation or an affirmative prayer. We've done three of them, one on climate change, one on the Supreme Court, and one on sort of what we're talking about today, the election fatigue and um, pandemic fatigue. You can find them at sundayanddeb.com. That will take you to the page that gives you all the other links. So if you want to see me tapping in person and know what it looks like, you can um, hop over to that page. Okay, so thank you for listening. Thank you for tapping. Until next time, have a wonderful week.